Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film, and this is Cinnabuds. This week on Cinnabuds, we are talking about the newest Bloomhouse horror film, The Black Phone. I'll be home in the morning. Where are you going? I'm staying over at Susie's tonight. What's new? The flyer. The papers call him the grabber. I wish you wouldn't call him that. You don't actually believe that story. The Black Phone uh, stars Ethan Hawke and a variety of others who I've never seen before. And it is uh, sort of a serial killer slash ghost story. You've seen people in it before. Have I? Who, have, who else have I seen? That? The oh, I've seen cocaine the, guy. Yeah, I saw cocaine guy. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, I want to spoil on things. Yeah. Uh, the dad. I've seen the dad in many. So. Oh, no, you're right. Okay. Get but there are many straight Pollard. There are many people in it who I've not seen before. But there are a few I've Two seen. You have yet to encounter. That's true. That's true. Let's put a pot of spin on it. And the lovely voice that you've been hearing is my uh, co-host for the week. We're trying something fun uh, as we look for the newest co-host. Uh, this is Nicole Peterson, my fiance. Hello. Welcome, Nicole. This is our second show together. It is. Yes. But not our last. We have the show of life yet to finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are the reactions I get from her every day. Uh, so we're talking about uh, the black phone. Nicole, how did you like the black phone? I think we should say our opinion on it the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I refused to tell you last night yeah. if I liked it or not. You thought I did like it. Yes. Okay, we should say at the same time. Ready? I, I liked, liked it. it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I did like it. It has everything I want in a film. <laughs> and you, as we said 1970s, last time. 1970s. <laughs> <Yeah>. Crime. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. Serial killers? If it was based in a sleepaway camp, it would be a That's straight, true. That's straight true. gold hit. You often say, let's find a 70s camp movie. Yeah, and I've watched them all, so yeah, it's, it's slim pickings now. <laughs> but I love, I mean, I love watching movies made in, genuinely made in 1970s, yeah. but this was just stylized. Yeah, the 70s, yeah. Which is, you know, good enough for me. Yeah, that's pretty good. As we mentioned last week, you watch a lot of horror yes. movies that you You favorite. wanted to do a wedding movie. I didn't want to. I think we, nope, I think you? it came up. You? <laughs> no, you no. You. I think it came up and I thought it was your idea. You thought it was my idea. And it turns out we did not want either of us want to do it. <laughs> yeah. If I had to pick a wedding movie, I'd be like, it's Twilight, Breaking Dawn. I don't yeah. know if they get married in that one. I but. don't either. But yeah, I think we no, made a. I want horror films. We play horror. to your strengths in yes. this one. I will say this. My bar has been lowered so much for horror films that I did like this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much I liked it because I have a hard time because I'm comparing it to other horror movies, which for me are mostly pretty bad. Yeah, I feel like uh, people want to rely on um, the shock and awe. What is yeah. it called when things like pop up jump and it's out, jump, jump scares, scares? Jump yeah, scares, yeah. yeah. And I liked that this didn't have that. Like, I wouldn't say... That this was scary. It was unsettling. It was unsettling. There was some and scary there moments. Was, there yeah, was yeah. sort of a jump scare um, and There's an moments. overall kind of thriller element to but it I, for sure. I like that. I like scary or movies that are suspenseful that aren't typical like, 
you know, yeah. monsters in your face or ghosts. Although I love zombie films. We're going to talk a lot more about the black phone uh, right after this. Stick around. Don't stress about that car you don't need. Embrace the lazy days of summer by donating it to Radio Milwaukee. We accept many kinds of vehicle donations, including cars, trucks, motorcycles, and even RVs. Pickup is free, and you could get a tax deduction. Donate your vehicle now, and then kick back and enjoy the great music and stories you help to support. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to start your donation today. We're back talking about the black phone with Ethan Hawke, my best friend. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> Ethan Hawke also just recently directed a documentary about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, very different than this film. He directed and is called uh, The Last Movie Stars. It's on HBO Max. Highly recommend. It's a really cool uh, documentary about old Hollywood. And I happened to do a little alternative poster for it as a job uh, for the September Club, who are involved in this film. Barry Polterman edits it. And uh, I got I saw an image of a text that was sent to Barry from Ethan Hawke himself after seeing my poster. And he said, I love it. And he wants one. And he wants one. And he shall have one. So now Ethan Hawke is my favorite actor and my best mm-hmm. friend. Uh, he's wanna... always been mine. I don't know. I don't know why you're late to the game. <laughs> well, because I just made this poster recently. So if I would have wow. made it earlier, wow. yeah, I know. So I just wanted to really name drop there and I talk about how much a celebrity likes. Wonder if Ethan Hawke is also a horror movie fan because yeah. he's been in The Purge. He's oh, yeah, been in right. Daybreakers. The yeah, vampire movie. That's true. He was in the movie where, like, the videotapes or the VH tapes. Oh, yeah. VHS tapes. Yeah. Is it just called Tape? I doubt it. That's a different movie. So movie that's kind of a lot, I feel like. Yeah, I wonder. I also was like, he was in this and he was- good in all of them. <laughs> he was. He was really good. I wonder if it's very much, he seems very much like a one for them, one for me kind of thing where I'm going to do this one. I'll get some money. But is the one he does for them just horror films? <laughs> Yeah. Keep <laughs> going, be. Ethan. It could I be. love it. He's doing a great job. But yeah, I was like we were saying before, and I've said this on the show multiple times, the horror genre, mm-hmm. I like horror movies. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, be very careful. Uh, has the most garbage in it. Because you're just watching not the good stuff. Well, no, you're watching I not mean, the good stuff. I mean, yeah, you know. Because you I, I have watched any, all the good stuff. Any horror and movie. And I'm running out. <laughs> We watch Jordan so Peele, make many. another film for me, please. I know. But we watch a lot of them. But even before you came along, there was a lot of horror movies where, I, and we talked about it, it's because they're cheap to make, they're easy to sell. So there's a ton of them, and not a lot yeah. of them are good, more than other genres, I think. But when you find a good one, even if it's a good one, even not a great one, but a good one, it's like, oh, so I, ge- I genuinely wonder if my reaction to this movie, which is getting really good reviews, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was very entertaining. But I was like, am I reacting to this just because compared to other horror movies, this is pretty good? No, I think it was I you think it was good. Same, yeah. yeah, I yeah. thought I thought that the children actors were yeah. so good. Not that, that I expect true. a child to not be a good actor, but they were so good. The main boy and his sister were great. The sister was awesome. I've I have no I was gonna take notes last night and the only note I took was the word fart knocker. 
Yeah, because she throws it out there. <laughs> yeah, she calls someone a fart knocker, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was something we used to say. <laughs> was, was it? Yeah. Oh, I remember fart knocker from way back. Well, it's 70s based. You're yeah. a 70s baby. I'm not. A, I'm I was 70s infant, <laughs> and I'm an 80s child. That, what do you think a baby is? An infant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the plot we haven't really gone over. It's roughly, there is a neighborhood in the seventies and, uh, someone is grabbing kids and his name is appropriately the grabber, mm-hmm. which actually I do think is a really funny name and a really good name for that. Uh, and that person grabbing kids, uh, eventually grabs the main character who's like classic bullied character, but, but pretty stoic. And yeah, yeah. He's like, he like, handles it yeah. well. He's like not a sad kid, because even his though dad his, is, his dad's kind of abusive and drunk. Well, he is abusive. He is abusive. Fully abusive. He's fully and abusive. Alcohol, yeah. yeah, I was being delicate. Uh, and an alcoholic. Shame on him. Played by Jeremy Davies, who I'm a big fan of. Um, oh, that you just who said I'm you, now aware of. I realize <laughs> I'm aware. Earlier, never seen him before. <laughs> I've seen wow, him. No, Christopher, listen, wow. you win. You win. You reminded me. I knew him. Um, I like him a lot. He plays his dad. So, but he. Yeah, he's bullied, and then he eventually gets grabbed, and he has to get out. He has to mm-hmm. survive this experience. Uh, but what's different about him yeah. is that, I mean, it's pretty clear that his sister, but probably seemingly him too, have are slightly clairvoyant yeah. or ability to speak to the other side. They have the they have the gift, mm-hmm. perhaps a version of the gift. They mentioned that his mother had that same right. gift. Yeah. So his sister has dreams of these things, this and she has spoiling? details. What's that? Is this too much of a spoiling? I don't think so. I think this is, I think this might be general plot. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so anyway, the there's an element of a ghost story too in here, which we won't get into too much because we, we don't want to spoil too much. But it's a really nice combination of that whole serial killer storyline and a bit of a ghost storyline and a little bit of like a psychic element. And it's not too much. Like it's all kind of put in there. It's well like balanced. peppered in, yeah. Um. And I thought the villain was like really good. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke was great. Ethan Hawke I, was really good. And his masks that he wears, which is kind of a variety yeah. of masks, were kind of impressive. And I feel like there was like a little bit of um, Buffalo Bill sprinkled in his character. The way yeah. he standed, standed, stood. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a teacher. <laughs> the way he stood was slightly feminine, yeah. sort of like leaning in. Yeah, yeah, that's Not true. Not to stereotype how. No, but yeah, he did have that kind of uh, vibe of him. And then yeah. it's interesting how his expressions that you don't see much of, you don't see much of mm-hmm. his face because it's covered either on top or bottom by the mask. Or both. Yeah, or both because he varied them. And this top hat is a really iconic, I think it will be an iconic look. I think it'll, I think. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. You're going to have grabbers There's everywhere. so many options. You can wear the bottom half of the mask, yeah. the top half, the whole thing. All you need is like a top hat and then the mask. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect marketing. But I've learned. Yeah. And I've already knew this because, I mean, come on. Vans, people who drive vans Just are don't bad vans, people. Yeah. And that is saying Christopher Pollard had a van. I did have a van, but I had a minivan. I am much less scared of a yeah, minivan. Yeah, these are like vans. A black win- windowless van, I think is If key. you are a magician yeah. and you own a minivan that is black in paint. Stop. Change it up. I have questions yeah, for you. That's right. And so do the if authorities. You, yes. I was going to say something, but that would spoil it. Yeah. I know you have to, you, you can't have a, like, which is sad because the A-Team van 
you know, on paper, the van from the A team is a kidnapper van, but it is the best but van. But multiple I know of. people are in it, right? There are multiple. So I feel like if you're a loner, if it's one person, that's, you know. Also, the A team van is often uh, heavily armored. Oh. And it's really obvious. Did they say A team on the side? <laughs> it doesn't. That would be really counterintuitive, but I would love <laughs> it if it did. But it's also pretty obvious if you have a giant battering ram on the front, which they often did. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the A team? Nope. Oh, boy. After you were done with ER, guess what we're, <laughs> guess yeah. what we're watching? I'm good. <laughs> Absolutely not. If I had to sit through all of this ER, you can do one season of the A-Team with me. Yeah. All right, we'll get there. Um, Bloomhouse, Blumhouse, Bloomhouse, mm-hmm. B-L-U-M house, however you say it. I feel like most of the films, most, most of the films I've seen from them have been terrible. Like, they're just a horror movie factory, and they have a really good branding, but I feel like most of them have been bad, except this one is 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 not. Do you agree with that statement? Um, I don't know. I feel like when I see their name come up, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a go. Like, yeah. I'll watch it, and I don't know all of the films they've made, right. so I can't really comment on. But I, I like there's, that. like, different vibes you want. Like, this yeah. I liked. I I'm also like a person that likes watching the hostile movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw one of them with you. I didn't care. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, it's just what you're going for. It isn't. They're different. I haven't read. This is all coming from a stance of somebody who hasn't done zero research on them other than having seen a handful of their movies. I feel like they really have a smart thing going where they've branded their horror films as Blumhouse Horror. And they even have them in the titles. When you look them up, it says Blumhouse. It's really clever. But I don't I feel like based on a few I've seen, it's just like just factory no. stuff. I think you just have to make a variety. People yeah. like different things. There's some, some like more that. films that other people like I do not like. Yeah. But I I think they do a good job. And I'm just gonna say that not knowing anything about <laughs> what they do. <laughs> this is what podcasts are. Un- Look it up for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tell us. What other horror movies uh, have you liked lately? I just or watched. Or even the older ones. Um, oh, uh, the. What's that one we watched that you liked a lot? Yeah, the, the. Can burnt we, offerings. Burnt offerings. Oh, yeah. I love burnt offerings. Again, it's made in the seventies. I yeah. think. Oh, it's so good. That one was you incredible. Watch that. Had Burgess but Meredith I, had a small part. He was the brother in the yeah. wheelchair. And everything uh, he said was creepy. And I've never seen Susan a Kala- Curtis is that mean or something. Susan, Susan Black. Yes. I want to say that's her name. Yeah, Burnt Offerings. It was 1976. Mm -hmm. It stars Oliver Reed. Who was in Gladiator. Who was in Gladiator, yes, he was. He was the... He He owned Gladiator. Yeah, right. Karen Black. Karen Black Black was the one you were talking about. She is, does look look a little bit. No. Uh, Then Burgess Meredith plays a brother. There's a small uh, role by Betty Davis in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. But this, it was really it's so creepy. Good. I love that. It was a really good one. But I just watched one, a um, newer film. I think it came out uh, like a year ago. You're Not My Mother. Oh, yeah. You Are Not My Mother. I think it was a festival. I think it was a festival film from a few that years ago. That one was really good. I only I only saw a little bit of it. But yeah, it, I know it did look movies really are good. good when I can watch them at night and not fall asleep. That is true. Because even if it's a good movie, chances are I will fall asleep. And so when I don't fall asleep, then I'm really interested in it. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that <laughs> if she is on, if she is sitting on a surface and watching a movie, 
90% chance she will fall asleep. And I'm going to tell you, I will not watch a movie unless I am sitting on a surface. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. Not well, a lot of people. I need stand. you to watch movies standing up from now on. No. I also need to, I just want to lay down. Yeah. Which is my vibe in life sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. If we watch a movie in the theater. I'm I stand. You st- yeah, you stand at the back, which is preferable. You usually stay awake. There was one notable exception. You fell asleep during Parasite yeah. for just like two minutes, mm-hmm. but they were kind of vital minutes. And it was probably a day I worked. and Yeah. Had, yeah. You can see whatever excuse you want. I get up early and I stay up late. <laughs> but yeah, if she stays awake during a movie, you have made an excellent yeah. movie. Yeah. And I did not fall asleep during the black phone. No, that's true. You did stay awake for them. That was a good Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this one. Um, and you've given me like a little bit of trauma when it comes to horror movies in the sense that I think they're going to be bad if oh. we watch them. I just, yeah, I love <laughs> horror films. And I thought this one was great. I know like there's a lot of films were like in the 70s, kids are getting kidnapped because I think that was like a big thing. Yeah, 70s before and it was 80s, like, you know, right? run free child. You're safe. You're fine. Yeah. No one's going to get you. And then they're like, oh, there are bad people out in the world. Yeah. It wasn't like till mid or late eighties when they came up with stranger danger, which didn't that, even that ended up being like a bad message to send to kids because it turns out it was a lot of people they knew that were kidnapping them. But yeah, they came Uh, up with the phrase stranger danger because of all of the child kidnappings that were happening. I mean, the person kidnapping them, they, they should have. Recognize yeah. that was a person to walk away from. Well, he's got a devil mask and a top hat well, and a black van. Initially, he had he was just wearing like white makeup. He was wearing white right? makeup and had a black van. That's when going back to nope, you go nope, and you turn right around and yeah. you walk fast the other way. And I'll say this: I don't care what color the van is, if it's windowless, is the problem. Yeah, but we were always taught to be polite people. Yeah, that's true. And he and you have to say no to politeness. Yeah, which is a common podcasting phrase what we're trying to say kids is don't get near vans (laughs) (laughs) keep your eyes on keep your eyes trust no one keep your head on a swivel all the children listening to this i think we're big with the kids Mm -hmm. i think this is big with kids well that's good for the black book which is still playing in theaters black phone i keep i every time i say the title i have to pause and think because it starred a black phone (laughs) yeah it did black phone plays a key role. <laughs> they should have made it like the phones that were shaped like cats. Oh, that would have added a... It could have been a much creepier element if they did. Those eyes going back and forth. Yes. Or is that just a clock? Oh, it is just a clock. <laughs> <laughs> the black they clock. They should have made a black phone shaped like a cat. That's true. That would be very complicated. For no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, the black phone mm-hmm. is still in theaters, so you can check it out now. But I have a question for you, Nicole. Mm-hmm. What else have you been watching? Um, I mean, we've already talked about ER. Yeah, we talked about ER last week. And how I've essentially got a medical license through watching it. <laughs> yeah, I feel safe with you around. Uh, and um, you shouldn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, that might kind of be it, really. I've been reading a lot. Yeah. I read Shirley Jackson's Hangs a Man, which oh, was that's true. great. But difficult. And if anyone yeah. else has read it, please let me know. What did you think? I know. I And I tried to read it right after you. 
And I thought, oh, it's 190 pages. I'll just bang this out. No problem. No, it is really hard to read. And And book lover Christopher Pollard gave up. I gave up halfway through because one. And he fulfilled my fantasy of letting me tell someone (laughs) the whole plot to something. That is true. Uh, One of her favorite things in the world is just telling every single detail from something she's experienced. He's just just jealous because I can remember details. That is true. (laughs) And you can't remember the name of this (laughs) film. That we're promoting. (laughs) This podcast is tearing us apart. (laughs) No, that is absolutely true. But you also told me a lot about the book before I had read it. Because it's a... While you were reading it. uh, It's hard to digest. You have to like think about things. She's... Uh, I would say, not to make us a unit, but it's one of our favorite authors. Surely, I, I do. I feel like, like that's Shirley an Jackson. accurate statement. Yep. And so I was excited to read this one. Um, but yeah, it's not my favorite of hers, but it also is very intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's like really, really well, written, well written, yeah, just not easily written. Um, but it was interesting. It's an interesting story if we can figure out what the story is. Mm-hmm. It was challenging. Uh, maybe you can't, and that's the goal. Um, a movie that we did both watch actually together is Ruth Stone's Vast Library of the Female Mind. Do you remember that one? It's about the poet. Yes, I liked that. Really that liked made me want to yeah. be a poet. It made me want to live in a house in the yep. woods. Oh, that's too, actually yeah. maybe what I wanted. <laughs> what With I other, mean like, by poet people, is live a house yes, in the I woods. I just wanted to live in a house that had a lot of Land. physical problems yeah. in the building. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did upper. like that. That I, the idea of having like a Sort of artistic commune. Yeah. I don't know if commune's the right word. Having yeah. a, space a space where your where friends can, and other yeah. artists people and you pass that down to your grandchildren and yeah. you come. That was great. Yeah, I had and not, her inspirations oh, with nature and yeah. profuse writing. Yeah, she was really, really prolific. Um I'd never heard of Ruth Stone actually. Um so it's this biography of the poet Ruth Stone who died not too long ago and you see her family like three generations of her family and it's all centers around this house that she has uh, on this big lovely property um, but it talks all about her life how she wrote almost constantly she was always composing and that really passed down to some of her kids and it really inspired a lot of people but she's also not the best known poet because she didn't do things the way that everybody did them. So she didn't, but she did. I mean, she won some big awards. That's how she bought the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big poetry award she got. Um, so she does have a lot of notoriety. She has a lot of other famous poets who are really big fans. It was nice to hear from them, but it was just a lovely, yeah, lovely portrait of this woman's life. She's fascinating and her, woman. Yeah. Dedicated to a, an art. It was lovely. Hopefully we'll get to see it sometime soon. It's not quite out yet. Uh, I got to see a little screener of it. Brag. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully we'll be able to see that soon. Well, I think that's it for today. How'd you okay. like it? How'd you like it, Nicole? I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. If our what and just once our relationship is strong enough to be able to <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Cinebuds is produced by the one, the only DJ Kenny Perez. Try to find another one. He's the only one. And the Cinebuds theme song is by Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. We love Brett. Thank you for the song. We also get support from our members, both from Radio Milwaukee 
and Milwaukee Film. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Cinebuds and visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts for our whole back catalog. And finally, please follow at Cinebuds Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to have you and we interact and get feedback from you on there. So it's a lot of fun. But from me and my sweet beloved, Nicole Peterson, is that a good nickname? Um, We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. (laughs) We'll workshop it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.